0: Influencers, let's get bougie. Listen to Abe Thompson for an hour. I'd rather fuck a blood relative. It's A. Thompson!
1: And we are live, ladies and gents, half past seven on Friday the 21st of April. If you're watching us on the live stream... Um, welcome to episode 170 of Aid Thompson and Other Disappointments. Um, now listen guys, it's a, it's been a big day today and yesterday, I guess as a uh, as a report landed on Prime Minister Rishi Sunak's desk and it revealed revelations that I don't know about you guys, but I have to say I found them profoundly shocking. Um, I mean there's there's some people you just think they're they're one of the good ones. You know, like this guy is a good egg, right? You just get a feeling about some people. But then finding out that Dominic Raab, you know, he he seemed so cuddly and loving externally. Finding out that he was actually a mean-spirited, angry bully behind closed doors was just, you know, I mean, they say don't hero worship listeners and all that. And I know... Like you, sh- you shouldn't because you set yourself up for a fall just like this. Like has happened to me again. You know, God, I'm so stupid. I'm so trusting. Um, you, you, you think you know someone. You look at Rob and how he carries himself, the reputation he's managed to build. And you think, yeah, you know, nice guy. And then it turns out that the guy's been hiding in plain sight the whole time. And uh, I don't know about you guys, dear listeners, but... I just feel very betrayed. This is like Ellen all over again. Anyway, joining me to discuss this and more, to make fun of the fuckers and sense of the senseless, is my guest this evening. He's a man who's been on an interesting journey, figuratively and literally. Uh, He's a Guinness World Record-holding travel documentary maker whose work has been featured on the BBC and CBS Good Morning over in the US. Um, he, He basically won an island... I found out earlier in my research about him. I, I didn't, I didn't know that. I like you mentioned some stuff about islands before. I, th- I kind of thought it was a mistake. Anyway, we can get onto that in a bit. Um, anyway, these days you can find him running the Labour social youtube channel on which you can find in most mornings hosting the morning brew live stream reflecting and reacting to the day's political stories please welcome to the show graham hughes from labour social Woo! hello 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 hi A's. yeah I desperately trying not to swear every morning because i've got to be all grown up and
0: stuff i can swear on this though can't i
1: yes oh yeah yeah
0: absolutely oh, actually you should leave it for the first five minutes you shouldn't swear in the first five minutes of a youtube video so uh after that we can just let rip
1: is that a rule oh. do they punish uh, yeah. you
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It it asks you if you want to put advertising on it. It says, oh, "Have you got any swearing in the first five minutes?"
1: No, I don't advertise. Like I, I, I think there's a thing that says it, you need a certain number of views. You got to hit a certain threshold hmm. before you can be inducted into the Google into the yeah the grand thing. hall of Google fame. Yeah, I think I'm slightly (laughs) short of that at the moment, so it doesn't really I can say fuck and shit and piss. Wait, it's fine. You're good. Yeah, cool. So did you just discover that I had an island this afternoon? Seriously. Right. So yes, I did. (laughs) Do you not pay attention? (laughs) No, I so I did so when you have so for the benefit of those listening, um uh so Graham and I are in a a chat group and occasionally, you know, we'll share stuff and he's he's mentioned, he's made references to no, come and stay on my island. But it's yes. kind of, it's like a what, little did bit you like. Think I Was joking? Like, well, no, I like you know when everyone's got that friend at school who says like, yeah, my dad, my dad owns this island, and it's co- It's like, well, is this like for real? So there's that, and then there was also like you know you're a bit of a jester, as indeed I am, and I thought, is yeah. this a piss take? Is this? you know is it an island that he grew up on and he refers to it as his island? you know like i I didn't know what to make of it until i read the wikipedia page i was like well fuck me gently he's actually got an island
0: yeah and i've been to every country in the world without flying and I started Global Scouts Day as well. Yeah. I'm going to tell people this. They just they, they have the same reaction as you. They just go, you're talking shit, mate. What are you on about? So thank God for Google. Yeah. That's all I can say.
1: <laughs> You've had a really, really interesting life so far, and you're only halfway through it, right? I mean, uh you know,
0: yeah, I ticked off all my bucket list before I was 40. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, what do I do now? So I've, I've just been stuck on, on this island, Britain, for the last few years, trying to get people to be see sense. And it's been an uphill struggle, aid. Like, Yeah. While I was away, because it was pretty much out the country for a good sort of six, seven, eight years, and I bet it back. was a
1: good six, seven, and, eight and,
0: years, and and it was and, and everything and every, everyone had gone mad, mm. everyone had gone mad, Aid, like completely
1: cock a loop, like I I just I. I uh, what happened? What happened while I was away? It's an interest it's sort of um what was that movie with Brendan Fraser where he like isn't he like the caveman who gets iced over and then he comes back to life in Los Angeles or something? It was
0: called it was called Encino Man over in the States. Uh over here it had a different name. Uh California Man. It
1: That's was called it. in the UK. It must be a bit like that. Like if you flew away to your island and lived off grid <laughs> for three years, yeah. as yeah. indeed I read that you did. Uh, and then you came back to the UK. <laughs> I
0: came back like the day before the Brexit referendum. I was yeah. like, "What's going on? Oh, we're having a referendum. All right, yeah, cool. I'll I'll vote." And I voted to stay in the EU. And then, and then we we just went mad. Yeah. The whole country just went insane. It is. And it's just uh, a year later. I was at the Glastonbury Festival. Yeah. And uh, I had a t. I had a, a big flag that said "Bollocks to Brexit" on it. And a guy come and accost me. And like literally this old guy came over to me. This old gammon, he's like, "Go take that frog down. You hate democracy. Why do you hate democracy?" Like proper fronting up to me, saying yeah. I like, hated democracy for having a flag. That's a bollocks to Brexit.
1: And you would think somewhere like Glastonbury. I mean, it's not like Glastonbury's, you know, fucking Tory central.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> Is it? well, it, it, isn't it like near Jacob Rees Mogg's? Constituency or something, I wouldn't. Oh,
1: I suppose so. But then, yeah. look, you know, everyone that goes to Glastonbury 100%. Festival, it's famously very progressive. It's very, you know, <laughs> you wouldn't think you would have a, much of a problem like on the surface,
0: Aid. On the surface, do you think? Yeah. No, this country, this whole country has. I don't know if it was it's the lead in the water, the pipes, the the fuel, the paint. I don't know what's happened, but the, there is a, a, a significant number of British people who have lost their freaking minds. Yeah. And it's painful. It's really painful for people who have voted time and time again to make their children's and their grandchildren's lives more difficult, more stressful, less fun. Mm. And it's just like, why would you do that? And it's like, because uh-huh, oh, we just like the flag. I like to shag the flag. And what do you like, think
1: mm-hmm. it is that, like? I mean, we can get on to Dominic Raab in a minute, but like, what do you think it is? What's the medicine? What's the thing that's turned us or turned half the country into fucking nut jobs? The Daily Mail, the Sun. Do you think is it the Express and the Telegraph? Yeah, but we've already the, like we've always the had force the Mail, for the Apocalypse, and the Sun, and the Express. No. Ah, uh, yeah, but it's a mixture of that and
0: the internet. So basically. Look, thirty years ago, if you thought the Earth was flat, mm. <laughs> you'd be pushed off the village idiot wall that you were sitting on. Do you know what I mean? But like now, we move to thirty years later, we're all on the internet. Someone thinks the world is flat because they're an idiot, and they'll find someone on the other side of the planet, which is round, who thinks the same thing. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, we should meet up in real life," and it and it and it, and it, it reinforces the lunacy, the, the absolute yeah. bullshit that people believe. I, and... did
1: a, I did a sketch about this uh, a while back and I, I was like, yeah, like back in the day, you know, if you said something stupid in the pub, there would be like quality control. Like your mate yes. would it hear go... you say the stupid thing, <laughs> slap you around the chops and say, don't yep. be such a dappy cunt. And then you'd be like, oh shit. Like you'd feel bad about it and you'd go away and reflect and then That's never say that gonna
0: again. To yeah, you're going to be like, Man, shut up, you idiot. Yeah. But yeah, we we used to have that and it was it, it's been taken away because... Society has become more atomized. People don't know their neighbors, but they know someone on the other side of the planet who thinks that Princess Diana was assassinated on the moon by JFK, yeah. and it was all fake, or some—I don't know. Well, I mean, but you know, let's not rule that so one many out. Let's shit keep an Things it happening mind. in the world right now—it's like, can't you believe a real conspiracy? Something that's really going on, like the, the way the government gives loads of taxpayers' money to the oil companies in plain sight and goes, "This is investment in oil," and it's like they make so much money, it's painful. Why not? I don't know. Invest in the NHS. Yeah, or art.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: culture. Or just something decent. Some nah, sort nah, of nah, sustainable
1: oil. energy might be a good look.
0: Yeah, um, that would be great. You know, insulating in people's houses so they're not absolutely freezing like I am tonight. So I'm wearing my coat <laughs> and Audi.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's got chilly <laughs> again. Hey. Uh, yes. I, yeah. I treated myself to three new pairs of shorts earlier in the week because I was like, "All right, spring is here. Time to get the pins out." If you've That's such got a it, British thing to do, flaunt it. Yeah,
0: oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> but out there, like, uh, it's going to be hot now. It's going to be hot for the, rest of the summer, and then the, the, we never, we never learn, do we? No. But the I UK don't. is fun. Fun, fun fact: the U, most of the UK is on the same line of lat, lines of latitude as Lake Baikal in Siberia, and it's only the 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 hot air, the warm air, and the warm waters. Uh, Going around from the you know the Gulf of Mexico that are keeping us warmer than we should be. We should have permafrost up this high.
1: Really? Yeah. Well, there we go.
0: Been very close to the Arctic Circle.
1: Yeah. So swearing, beer, a bit of politics, and some education tonight. Yes. I hope so. I um, hope so. Would you
0: like to know about every country in the world?
1: Uh <laughs> I, I would. I would. Not maybe Did not you right. Now. Prepared? Yeah. Um, let's talk about Rob. So oh, I, I mentioned yeah. in my turner yeah, somewhat somewhat uh sarcastic intro that uh you know this was this was a huge shock seeing him alan bastard yeah i mean he seemed so nice he he did um <laughs> were, were you as jarred were you as uh crestfallen about his <laughs> the, the findings of this report as uh, I was- you know what i said
0: to my partner last night when i was in bed because i say sexy things like this i said i bet when it comes out he's gonna say that not all of the things that he was accused of, he was found guilty of, and so that cancels it out yeah. somehow. Like you know, all those days I didn't murder someone cancels out those days that I did. Well, it's <laughs> so even that, worse than that. Isn't and it? then he actually did that. He actually said, "Well, you know, I was found not guilty on six of the counts." So was it really murder? You know, was it? Really-
1: yeah, <laughs> but it's it's worse than that. It's not like I didn't murder someone the other three hundred and sixty-three days of the year. It's it's actually like. I might have murdered somebody every day, but the police just didn't get enough to charge me. Like yeah, that's yeah. that's the Can like you... for like with it. Is he's like, look, but 20 it, it of the charges s- were...
0: Sideshow Bob from the, from the Simpsons where he says, attempted murder, is that even a crime? Do they give awards for attempted chemistry? I don't think so. I was <laughs> <laughs> just like, what the hell? But people are lapping this up. People still, there's still a good 25%, a quarter of the population, one in four English people when you're walking down the street, there's four people waiting at a bus stop. One of them's going to be a Tory voter. Still, after all this, and yeah. it's like how many times do these people have to punch you in the face before you just go, "Hang on, this isn't very pleasant. I'm not enjoying this. Yeah, I'm enjoying all the shit in me rivers
1: and on the w- watercourses, on the beaches. The problem Never with used this is this bad. So yes, but then. Oh. Like, I I agree and I share your frustration, but most people out there are not as politically active and aware. And a lot of people, a huge chunk of Brits appear to be completely incapable of critical thought and they are easily distracted and they do just want to go into their job, clear their emails or, you know, cut a few cut a few hairs like give a few <laughs> haircuts I was trying to think few of the hairs. way to grammatically. <laughs> I've got,
0: got three
1: hairs today but yeah they just that's want to go in, do their jobs come home have a meal yeah. watch Gogglebox and that's it like it, the idea that they should be riled uh, and think about rioting <laughs> over the thing that was on page one rather than the showbiz pages that they're actually interested in. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I know no, that no, sounds I, snobby as fuck, but that is honestly... No, that I is completely a,
0: get that. And yeah. I understand why people don't give a fuck about politics because, mm-hmm. do you know what, Aid? Ten years ago... I didn't give a fuck about politics. I really didn't. I just finished traveling to every country in the world. I got home. I was doing TED Talks. I was appearing on these stages, doing these talks and, and, and shows and things. It was great. I didn't even think about it. I could not name you 10 years ago, like three people in the cabinet. I just mm. couldn't. Even though I studied politics at university, I just wasn't that interested because it didn't affect my everyday life. Right Now, yeah. when I finished my journey, I was living over in Panama and I was building up a career doing Uh, travel tourist stuff for tourist boards around Europe, which Mm -hmm. was great. I got paid loads of money to go and go to Cyprus for a week and and do all these cool activities and present the camera. And and then I came home and it was, you know, money went into my account. I was like, wow, this is amazing. This This is the life. And then Brexit happened and those opportunities started drying up. And then as soon as we left, they're like, well, Graham, if we employ you as a British citizen, you need to get a work a work visa, a work permit to do this stuff in these other countries. Or we could get someone from the Republic of Ireland or a British person with an Irish passport and hey. they can work. No problems, no questions asked. And so I've been thrown to the bottom of the pile because of Brexit, because you know I can't do what I used to do in life. So mm. now I'm just going around being a thorn in the side to the powers that be. That I believe put
1: me here. And it's like so I, I guess the uh the the recourse or the pushback that you might hear from people in different political spheres to you and I would be uh, well you know boo hoo for you you had a cushy job now you're going to have to do something else right that's the sort of thing that you will hear <laughs> like you have to be more enterprising about it or set up your own thing or so but no, actually start again. at there's... the age of 40 you have to start again mate there well, you go happy so, days but but the I was going to say the holistic Problem with this is and this should definitely come knocking on the door of like the Patriots that give us that kind of pushback, is like, well, actually what's happened here is a British face, a British representative on the world stage who is doing a great job of uh showcasing our uh curiosity of other countries and like presenting on National Geographic and appearing on CBS and all that you've now been, as you say, like Put to the bottom of the pile and that job will now go to someone else so that's another british face and how many different british faces has that happened to so then you uh, get into this conversation of like well, dwindling yeah. influence right well i have my own little problem with this age, as you might have noticed from our chats
0: mm. uh, nearly everyone who's because of all of my shows that i've made have been american or australian <laughs> i've never made a show in britain and there's a there's something that i didn't notice till quite recently that mm. literally everyone who gets to make a travel show in britain went to a private school
1: and I I thought you were going to say nearly everyone that gets to make a travel show in Britain is a retiring stand-up comedian because that seems (laughs) that (laughs) seems to be the qualification That too.
0: well the 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 two the two examples I can think of who went to state school you've got Simon Reeves who has to go to like North Korea and Afghanistan do you know what I mean? That that's yeah. that's that's his show. He doesn't get to spend a, a week in Provence or something drinking, sink, sipping wine. And um, Carl Pinkerton. and what do they call his show? An idiot abroad. That's what they <laughs> call his show. Aid. Yeah. That's what they call. I mean, it's like. So that's your choice. There is like anymore. You go to a war rise zone up and say, "Take your foot off our necks." I'm yeah. sick of this.
1: You, you your choices are go to a fucking war zone or be labeled a moron. You've got yes, to work. that's it. That's
0: it. So far on British TV. And have a look, have a look, because you, you, you'd be surprised at how many stand-up
1: comedians did oh, yeah. go down I mean, route, I wouldn't I guess... be, I'm f- very aware of how much of the stand-up comedy world, is because it's, I suppose it falls to the same, into the same trap as so many other industries, uh, is the people at the top, the decision makers, the producers, the bookers, tend to have gone to private school and come up yeah. through Cambridge, Footlights or, or whatever. And so then they want, like they then adopt that kind of unconscious bias thing where they res like acts that speak like them and carry themselves like them yep. resonate harder with them. And so yep. then they book another David Mitchell or they book another, um, Matt Green went to Cambridge no disrespect to Matt Green lovely guy yeah. but he's he yeah. is exactly well, the sort of guy no disrespect that... to
0: any of these people but mm. like, again we see this with music now and we see it with acting especially and stand up comedy mm. it's two factors it's what you just said about connections but also it's can you sustain yourself for 10 years trying to get on the ladder as a stand up comedian as a as an actor as a singer songwriter without parental help if you can't, you're stuffed. And so you're seeing fewer working class bands coming up through the cracks and actually making it these days. And seeing more stuff like Coldplay and Ed Sheeran and Will Young and uh, Lily, Lily, um, Lily Allen, all of whom are incredibly posh. They, they are. I mean, I'm sure they're nice people, but... Well, not Mumford & Sons. They're, they're, they're terrible. I they? think the banjoist from Mumford & Sons was invited on Question Time for some reason. And he was like, well, I think the Oik should stick, get back in their boxes. <laughs> Which
1: kind of got me back up a little bit. Lovely. What a prick. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah I've, <laughs> I've heard the, the, the stuff about, I mean, that it that's such a big thing about having the money uh, to pursue, particularly in stand-up, where like the big thing yeah. is uh, the Edinburgh Fringe. Like when I was talking to john mayer uh irish stand-up comedian he was on the show a few months ago and he said he had a couple of producers come to a show and they were like that was fucking wicked you know shaking his hand and uh and they were like you know we, we, we'll we come and see you at the fringe and he was like i'm not doing the fringe and they were like no yeah. oh, well, you've got to do the fringe like and he's like why don't you come? I'm doing a. I'm doing a show around the corner, like in Soho. Come to the Soho show. We all live in London. Just come yeah. to that. And they're like, we'll see you at the Fringe. And he's like, I'm not doing it. Like, pay me six grand to do the Fringe. And that's a cheap Fringe as well. Like, you could blow 10, 15 grand doing it. So yeah. it's the financial freedom to be able to pursue these things. Um, yeah. That's but, as much do- as, as anything. To bring it back to Dominic
0: Robb, he didn't go to private school, but he went to a selective grammar school, similar school to the one that I went to, which I would also abolish by the What did you do about grammar schools? say so get rid of them. But what I don't want is people who went to private school, like uh, the leaders of the Tories and Labour and Lib Dems, saying we're going to get rid of grammar schools, um, like Ed Davey and Leila Moran, when they both went to private school. And I'm like, guys, like you're talking about a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage of. Mm. The problem here, the big problem is that we have a VIP lane for the children of the rich and we subsidize it. And this is the big thing, Aid. we subsidize it to the tune of billions of pounds Mm. a year. Uh, it was brought up in Prime Minister's Questions a few months ago that Winchester, where Rishi Sunak went, got three million pounds off the taxpayer to sort out their shooting range or something, you know, because it needed <laughs> a paint job,
1: and we paid for that. It now, is, if you're, it's if you're so rich and it's it's you, like. Like normal schools, a regular state school comprehensive will be like, oh, man, we would love to be able to give you some new textbooks and have decent toilet roll in the box, but we just can't fucking do it. Like the the local trust, the academy fund, it's just like we're really shoestring budgets, guys. Come on, we've all got – can we all chip in? Can we we get the parents to donate? Should we do a -a brick-a-back sale? Like they're really struggling. (laughs) (laughs) And then fucking private schools are just like – would it be okay to forego the tax payment so we can fix up the croquet court? Is, is that like, oh, sure, well, sure. This is, this is my
0: point about abolishing it. Forget about getting rid of the tax status, just abolish them because you know it would really help. So, a friend of mine uh, works uh, well, she's in the PTA uh, of a school in Liverpool, and, and she was really proud of the fact that they'd worked really hard. They'd done all these events all through the year and they'd raised 10,000 pounds. And she said to me, Do you know what, though? If there was a millionaire on the PTA, it would have been a lot easier. And that's what I'm thinking. Like, if we have these people, the mega rich, slumming it with the rest of us, yeah. you can you can ensure that future governments will invest more in education because it that, that you can't opt out of it. Yeah. you've got to have that education because everyone has it. And somewhere like Finland is a really great example where they uh, uh, made it. They, they actually put in a constitutional amendment to get rid of private schools. They're illegal in in in, in um in Finland for children and yeah you you have this system and it's the best in the world yeah. and what i think we have here at the moment is is quite possibly the worst if if you had 30 grand and you thought Do you know what i'll buy myself an extension to me house you know mm. you'd have to buy the materials you have to pay the laborers you'd pay vat on every single penny right mm. if you spent 30000 on your kids going to a posh school for one term that's vat exempt not yeah. a penny of that goes to the exchequer.
1: Yeah, it's and nuts, then can be spent
0: nuts. on roads and schools and. You know, I mean, the charity state
1: stuff has got to go. They're clearly not fucking charities. <laughs> charities they? for the for the children of billionaires. Utterly fucking ridiculous.
0: <laughs> what? Um,
1: <laughs> People get their
0: backs up about it, though, AIDS You know, if you point it out, they get very upset. They're like, shut up, shut up, don't say that. Don't say Because
1: usually- I just don't, I mean, this is a, a, as good an example as the coronation in terms of like, well, Tories really seem to hate socialism. They really seem to hate us all chipping in and blah, blah, blah. And, until it's <laughs> yeah. a, an institution Unless that they're actually comfortable. with taking everyone's fucking money off. Like, oh, well, how about we just charge tickets for the coronation? That's the free market. Yeah. Let's see who wants go. to buy tickets. Yep.
0: <laughs> I couldn't agree more. So it came out in The Guardian today that King Charles is worth £1.8 billion. Oh, and If you great. can tell me Amazing. he worked for that, I'll, yeah. I'll, I've got a bridge to sell you.
1: Of course he worked hard for it, man.
0: Would, would, you, would you like to do that job? What? Opening supermarkets? Yes. Yes, I would do that in a in a, in a heartbeat.
1: Do you know what? <laughs> it's sort of like, I, I'm not a fan of the monarchy, but I, I, I don't envy any of them being born into that family because... It is. It's just a thankless job, isn't it? Most of them are never going to be, you know, the actual the the uh, sovereign. Uh, You're going to have tabloid intrusion your entire life. Whatever your proclivities, whether you're into drugs or hookers or like or doing this or doing it, like you can't go to a nightclub like Harry was doing. Like you can't. There's no freedom. You're just enslaved to the system. You're a prisoner of your own fortune. And um, I just oh. I would. I think I would be the worst royal family member ever. I mean, people bitch and moan about Harry. I would be. I would be like, <laughs> fuck y'all. I, I
0: often think about that. If if I was in the royal family, I would be the Harry of the royal family. Yeah. I'd be like, screw you guys. You you bunch of lunatics. I mean, we've got a king who's who 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 wanted to be his mistress's tampon. Mm. Do, do you know what I mean? Like when when the queen died, people left Paddington bears and and sandwiches, marmalade sandwiches at the at the you know the gate when when king charles died are people going to leave use tampons you know to tie them to the to the railings outside buckingham palace that's how we want to remember him well
1: as the man who wanted to crawl up his mistress's leg and be
0: <laughs> her tampon
1: Jesus i mean Christ. people will leave people will leave whatever the daily express tell them to leave if, if the tabloid conditioning <laughs> is such that like it's already happening like Like, people fucking hated Camilla back in the day for obvious reasons. Like, we we all know the history of all this stuff. I'm not going to wheel it out again. But we're already seeing it now, like, over the last two or three years the way that narrative has been changed and softened. And now you've got people like Kay Burley on Sky News going, how did Queen Camilla win over the public to be the loved queen? And it's like, she didn't fucking win anyone over. Like they've just changed her name from like the (laughs) Queen Consort to Queen Camilla with no consultation. Yeah, just fucking rebrand her. It's fine. Yeah, People will be okay with it. Like... They've
0: spent so much money on rehabilitating Camilla because don't forget, like her popularity in the wake of Princess Diana's death in 1997 was was through the floor, mm. and and they have spent a lot of time and a lot of effort cultivating the tabloid press to accept Camilla and, and make her part of the family and all that. Mm. And that was a that that was a, a, a something that they just did the absolute freaking opposite for for Megan, which drove me up the up the wall. This. 56 countries now, I think, in the Commonwealth. We got another two last year. We keep picking them up. They're like Pokemon, you gotta catch them all. And <laughs> you know, most of the people living in these countries are not white. Yeah. Are, are not affluent. And not, you know, and 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 to have someone in the in the royal family who is representative of people of color. So when she goes to Barbados, when she goes to Jamaica, people see someone like them. Yeah, rather than some very posh, out-of-touch white person (laughs) whose sun's (laughs) shining off them so bright. And and it was such an opportunity for the royal family before the Queen died to rebrand itself, to become a new, outward-looking institution. And no, they shunned her from the family. They tried to drive her to suicide, them Mm. and the, the tabloids together. And they absolutely blew it. And as far as I'm concerned when the queen died that should have been it the end of this stupidity um you know put but make make prince charles a or king charles make him a private citizen and tax him on his wealth yeah sort
1: of yeah i i mean i sort of i do like my my hope was that they would begin to wind down the monarchy like my my utopian mm. uh route out of this national madness would be that they just go okay look you've had your fun we all know that you're not at this sort of human representative of God. That shit's ridiculous. We're not going to continue this like princesses <laughs> and kings and living in castles. It's fucking ludicrous. The, so, the representative of God said, I want to be your tampon. So that actually So here's, here's the deal. You can keep the castle. You can keep the money that you've got, but we're not. there's not going to be any more sovereign grants. Just make good of what you've got. You're very fortunate <laughs> yeah. on your way. But... I actually think like, ov- obviously that's not going to happen. And I don't anticipate that there will be a referendum on whether we continue to have a monarchy for much longer. Uh, but I think what will happen is like, so King Charles doesn't command the same popularity as the queen. And I think rebranding the queen consort into queen Camilla, I think is a bad move. And I think William and Kate following the Harry and Meghan stuff. I don't think they're as popular as they were like five years ago. I I The Prince I of Pegging. I and think and Case has good. come
0: across as such uh, a, a just a not nice person, is she? I mean, she's I I don't think she's come out of this smelling of roses at all. Yeah. Well they have think... I love I gotta say Because mate, she's so much say, of a twat, I but... absolutely love Harry and Megan. Just because I know that those those two wonderful, wonderful people have finished off so many gammons. <laughs> who have just had, like, a heart attack at the <laughs> rage they've felt upon reading the Daily Mail or the Express and going, oh, I'm so angry about these people who live yeah. on the other side of the world and have nothing to do with me. <laughs> and, and, you know, they're doing, they're doing the country a service. I'm not a big believer in eugenics or nothing, but, I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like,
1: it's, it's the reason that they won't let her, Kate, speak in public because... They're worried, like she will say something stupid. Like, why is she no, so no, she's silent? She's got a really
0: strong brummy accent. That's why.
1: No, she doesn't. <laughs> you really have me going. For a second, I was like, "Wait, is she Brummie? How did I miss that?" <laughs> um. Anyway, let's get back to Rob. Let's let's try and standpoint. Yeah, so, sorry. <laughs> um, Tangents. I mean, I, I could spend an hour talking about the monarchy, but I'm I'm desperately trying to remain not... a little a little bit more professional these days. We want days. people to keep watching. Yeah, the early episodes of this, I'd be like, "Yeah, do you want to come on and talk about your book?" And then, like, twenty five minutes in, I'm like, "Fuck! All we've done is talk about shit and piss and beer and shit." <laughs> I didn't even
0: have a copy of my book in this room. I would like to go upstairs and get one.
1: Oh, you man of it. the world by Graham
0: Hughes. That's my about my journey to
1: the world without flying. There's the plug, guys. Yeah, there it is. Um, so Rob, Need Rob's it. bullying report. So it landed on Prime yes. Minister uh, on the Prime Minister's desk. Uh, he took what I think was a. Weird amount of time to consider what to do. Uh, I don't believe he was just sat there thinking, oh, you know, is Dominic going to resign or not? Shall I I wait and see what he does (laughs) with it? I think he was phoning around newspapers. I think CCHQ or his government aides or whatever were phoning around to see what the reaction might be. Yeah. Uh, if he were to cling on to him, because Rob and Sunak are like peas in a pod. Like Rob was his hype man, basically in his leadership campaign. But I think it sort of speaks to this idea that this is a government led by Fleet Street again, isn't it? It's the same as it was with Boris. It's the same as it was with Theresa May having meetings with Murdoch privately through the back door of number 10. It's like, when are we actually going to get a government who look at the problems that we're facing and they go, oh, shit, okay, climate change. Oh, shit, we've got Brexit. Oh, right, okay, we've got an ageing population. How do we fix these things? Don't worry about the comms. Don't worry about the messaging. Don't fuck, like, fuck all the fleece, fleet street. We'll get to that later. How do we actually <laughs> fix it? Like, do you do you think that when Labour get in, this shit is going to stop? Um,
0: yes. <laughs> Sorry, I can't get my beers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to get my beers to split <laughs> apart because they the type that I glued together. Uh, so you can't play wanker. Do you ever play wanker?
1: Is that where you smash it up and down? Is that no, right? no. You
0: get you know the old um, the the plastic four things that you have right for holding the top of the beers together. Oh yeah, like four yeah. Pack, yeah, or a six pack or whatever. You you everyone puts puts a
1: hand up through it like that. They fist it. Okay. And then
0: and then you all pull, pull away on one, two, three, and whoever's left with it you have to point at them and shout wanker
1: okay sounds random
0: wanker yeah haven't played that oh my god no you went to a rubbish school anyway the point being uh yeah i I, when labor get in there's two things that are going to change massively when labor are in charge right Mm -hmm. um let's just not talk policy for a moment i don't agree with labor on their stance on trans people at the moment i think they're following this transphobic nonsense this Culture war that's been concocted by uh, the, the, the conservatives and by the Republicans in the states. Really, it, it really, it mm-hmm. really gets on my nerves. This one because you have people who are otherwise very progressive about everything else in life, but for some reason they hate trans people. Um, the the let's the, 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 the talk about that. Let's talk about Europe because obviously I'm a massive Europhile. I want, this, I want I want it back in the EU. EU. I want. I want Schengen. I, I want uh, the the Euro. I want everyone speaking German. Motherfuckers! That's why you should vote for me. Yeah, Graham Hughes. Fucking fuckins. But yeah, not that. And I want UBI. I want universal basic income. We were talking earlier about people giving a chance. The, the New Deal for Musicians is a really good program that we had 20 years ago that resulted in bands like the Arctic Monkeys and the Zootons, and the Coral and stuff like that. Because what it did, it allowed you to claim the doll while you were working as a musician. Yeah. Because obviously it's it's not a pay gig that comes up all the time. They have a similar thing in, in, in uh, Ireland, I think. They have a, an exemption for artists although Bono rode that to become the richest man in the whole of Ireland. So it's not by, faultless. Yeah. By saying he was an artist. But uh, then they changed the rules and he moved his tax affairs to uh, to the Netherlands. Nice oh, guy, okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so not not about that, not about UBI, not about proportional representation and tax re- vote reform. Let's leave all the policies aside. There are two things that Labour will bring in. First of all, accessibility. Because do you think for one second, A, that, that the Tories are going to listen at all to people like you and me?
1: No, fucking
0: no. Absolutely not. No, 100% not. Unless you are a millionaire or you went to school with the fuckers, they're going to listen to you. Mm. The other thing they'll bring in is accountability. Do you think they would get away with 1% of what the Tories have got away with and got all the fucking tabloids behind them to go, Mm. oh, yeah, it was just civil servants being horrible. You check out the the headlines that come out for tomorrow's newspapers, I bet, but all of the Tory press are like, oh, it's all the, the civil servants false.
1: Yeah. Oh, I yeah, I mean, it's already started. Like, I was reading a, a few tweets by a few prominent journal- journalists earlier where they were saying about this is indicative of the blob that we've created, they're unaccountable, oh, they're nameless, faceless. <sighs> it's just like, whatever happened? Like, here's the fucking irony with that shit. Is- so here's Dominic Raab pretending he's the victim. Like, they've come down too hard on him. And they're like, what if you just flip that around and then you cast your mind back to him? Like, I don't know what it is that he did. He didn't he like throw a pret salad at them for like deleting the wrong sheet on a spreadsheet or like forgetting the minutes from it. Like whatever it is that that civil servant did that he threw the salad. Is that not like coming down too hard on them? Yeah. So now yeah, he's the, the victim. Are you surprised? Are you really surprised that the Tories who have enacted
0: some of the most grotesquely, uh, regressive laws uh, and ideas that have ever been put on the statute books in this country. I mean, don't forget, we we we, we whinge about the the well, we don't whinge, but we talk about the, the the Victorians about how they used to send children up chimneys and down mines and stuff. But at the same time, it was the Victorians who ended that. It was mm. the Victorians who were progressive enough to go. Hang on, we shouldn't be sending these eight-year-olds down into the mines because that'll be a bad thing to do. I mean, I don't know, the Tory Party at the time really wanted to keep those kids down the mines it was voted on they stopped sending kids down the mines that young
1: but But, i mean i wouldn't rule out like so think of all the ridiculous shit that people like gullis and lee anderson like they come out with this shocking right-wing ultra nonsense to get column inches and to rile up this sort of contrarian Mm. but i don't want to say base but it's like there's a subset of tories who just contrarian by nature and so then when people like Lee Anderson come out with shit like, I think we should bring back the death penalty it's just like, yeah, well he talks a lot of sense it's like, no motherfucker, we've moved on from this, it's not a deterrent, we've done studies, it's like, you're you're, you're (laughs) against state overreach over here but you're fine with the state coming in and literally ending people's lives, what the fuck so they'll say these ridiculous things it's
0: the nanny being the woman out of misery
1: Mm. yeah but But I wouldn't rule out that somebody like Lee Anderson next week when they're looking for a distraction, when they need another culture war angle to throw out, that they might come out and say, like, yeah. well, I think it's, um, you know, it's the free thing to do would be to to empower these children to go out and earn their own money. Like, well, I would. Yeah, exactly. I mean,
0: but there the, 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 the was a thing that James O'Brien said a while ago about you just can't take anything for granted. Nah. Like you, you think that, yeah, the death penalty, that's gone. Gay marriage, that's a thing now. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. But the, these people are trying to take away all of our freedoms. They were successful in taking away our freedom of movement. Now they're trying to take away our freedom to protest, our freedom to strike, literally our freedom to go on strike. They're trying to take that away from us. And the freedom for a lot of us who are millennials or or, or Gen Z to, 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 to retire at the end of our careers uh, which, uh, you know, it, it, it's one of those things that I always I think about a lot. And it's one of the reasons why I started doing the podcasting and then talking politics and doing the, the, the anti-Brexit stuff. It's like when I was a kid, things seemed to be getting better incrementally. Yeah. Obviously, there were missteps along the way and things fucked up. But generally speaking, year on year, things were getting, were improving until about September the 11th and then 2001. And then since then, it's just been a, this mad, libertarian free fall. And you see what happens when the libertarians get in like the, you know, the, the bloody, uh, the Tufton street lot. We saw that with. Yeah. Liz Truss and quasi Quarteng with their shittest ever budget. It was called a mini budget. That, co- that has cost us 40 billion
1: pounds. Yeah. Everyone
0: forgot that. Do you, do you know what I mean? It's like, Oh, well, you know, it's only money. Fuck.
1: It's <laughs> insane. And I think we should look back at that. and And I think the history books will do they will look at that Truss and Quatang moment as a pinch point in history of when free marketism was left completely untempered. Like, that is what happens yeah. when you get these fucking idiots in. Just just baseless ideologues. Like, an actual ideologue I can kind of respect, because it's like they've, they're they subscribed to something, maybe they've done the homework, I don't know, but then a baseless ideologue <laughs> like Quatang yeah. like and Truss who were just saying it literally as lip service to win over the investors in a room, this is what happens is everyone else has to pick up the fucking bill while a few billionaires like Chris Binodi or whoever make make another billion.
0: It, isn't it fascinating that if you let unbridled sort of going over to the left, going towards communism, it ends up looking a lot like capitalism because you end up with backhanders. I think it was called bat, bat in a... Mm. In in Soviet Russia, they had their own black economy where factory owners would trade commodities amongst themselves, like on an open market in secret to make sure that they got their quotas for that week or that month or whatever. And then you see this on the right as well with these absolute unhinged libertarians to me are just rich anarchists. They're just rich people who go to parties and go, oh, I think there should be no rules about anything. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, let's go to Somalia and see how that's working out. If you don't have an AK-47 and a Toyota pickup truck. Well,
1: that'll be be the next thing. It'll be like gun... Gun, like, I think, you know, in in the UK, you know, we've tried. We've tried. This is the cell. We tried not massacring children. Yeah, we've tried. It's been a disaster. We, we, you know, we outlawed guns in the, whenever it fucking was, 1950s, 1940s or something. And, you know, it was good then because not everyone was armed. But these days, these days with all these knives, it's only fair that we arm every police officer. And if you, (sighs) Graham, are worried about your partner... And, you know, you're in a high crime area and crime is getting worse because we've savaged all the police funding and everything. But if crime's getting worse, maybe we all have a responsibility, guys, (laughs) to protect each other. So that's why I'm signing off on this fucking NRA UK fucking bill. That'll be
0: the next thing. (laughs) Yeah, but it's it's painful. I mean, the fact that we are going backwards on so many things, on so many things that we thought we had got sorted. And, like, why anyone would say, I want to vote to make it so I have to wait three hours to get on a ferry at Dover? Like, yeah. why would you vote? Why would you want that? And it, it, it it's one of these things, I think, like, you know, politics or, you know, just society in general, it's kind of waves, isn't it, one way or the other? Um, and and we've seen this entire generation growing up, and and, and this, uh, you know, in the, in the 80s and the 90s, you could just travel around Europe. And then in 1989, the Berlin Wall came down, suddenly you could travel to the Eastern Bloc, It was amazing. You know, it was phenomenal. It was a great time to be alive. And and we were given these extra freedoms that we never had. And then we we just took them for granted. We thought that was normal Mm -hmm. around countries around the world. No, it's not. As someone who has literally spent 24 hours waiting to cross a border in a queue, I can tell you that most countries in the world don't just wave you in with a smile. (laughs) You know, they want to see your passport. They want to check it on a computer that may or may not have Wi-Fi. And they want to see if you've got a criminal record. And they want to take your fingerprints. They want to scan your irises. The lot. That's normal. We haven't lived in a normal Europe for a long time. And people just don't know what... uh, They they don't know what normal is because they they just haven't experienced
1: it. Yeah, and it goes back to what you were saying a minute ago about like you we we take shit for granted. We assume that this is how it is, and that things will only get better from here. We'll be afforded more freedoms. We'll have like the the like wage growth will continue, and public services will be expanded. And and it's it reminds me of that quote, and I can't remember you you will know this because you're infinitely more intelligent and well read than i am i'm sure I'm not more uh, intelligence but i probably have more who, who was it that read. said like you've been
0: to more countries than you mate that's it
1: but like who who was it that said uh democracy will exist as long as people are willing to fight for it
0: i don't know but it's a good line
1: yeah i, I can't yeah. remember where the fuck it is. somebody in the chat might might educate <clears throat> me in a second um but yeah, it's sort of, you know, and that's true of democracy, but it's also true of every other like public service and rights yeah. and uh, institution that we're reliant on. It's, it's certainly true of the NHS right now. It's like, you know, that was in pretty good shape until the, best, the Tories the best came Best service in the world in 2010, yeah. according to a survey of every country in the world. And people, again, became somewhat <laughs> laissez-faire about it. They assumed yeah, that the Tories granted. would never be so egregious as to do X, Y and Z. And now we are where we are. Oh.
0: Could you imagine? But yeah, what, what was going to say when I was talking about um communism going so far that it became capitalism? Mm. Capitalism does exactly the same thing. If you go that far to the right, it's a circle. You end up back at communism where you have a state-run or, or just a, a privately run monopoly that chooses everything. So around the country right now, you have one choice of who provides your water. Mm. Yeah. That's it. You don't get to go, oh, can I go with the company that isn't polluting all our rivers and streams and watercourses and beaches with shit? Can I mm-hmm. go with them? No, no, you can't. You have one supplier and they get to make money out of it from their foreign based for their foreign based shareholders.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, And it's what, exactly what? the same with trains, obviously. That's yeah. a, a oh, yeah,
0: we're subsidized infamous. The for example.
1: People. Yeah, like you'll have a French corporation will buy <laughs> Yeah, it'd be it's <laughs> French
0: nationalised company. It'll be SNCF. It'll be Deutsche yeah. Bahn in Germany. It's nutty, isn't it? It's like and these yeah. are the people this is what gets me. It's it's communism. Like, these, these it's are communism. The we should call it what it is, Aid. Call it communism, because then they might listen.
1: Yeah, might turn them off of doing it. <laughs> yeah. But like, these are you the same what? people who wave a flag and say that they love Britain and it's all about patriotism and everything. Oh, it's yeah. just like, well, how the fuck come you're selling off all these things that we're reliant on to foreign investors and i don't know like an actual british institution that we should be proud of like the yeah. nhs or like the bbc for some reason that's a fucking problem it's do, like- you, know,
0: do you know those type of parents aid who um s- insult their own children all the time make fun of their own children belittle their own children mm. and then when they get to the pub they tell everyone how great their children are do you know yeah, those type yeah, yeah. of people mm. that's a very british thing and maybe it happens around the world but that's what we do around the world now we we have voted for politicians who make us look incompetent corrupt criminally negligent Mm. and we look like assholes everywhere in the world now britain a country that used to be trusted is now looking like a bunch of assholes no one wants to lend us money no one wants to invest in us oh yeah so. and And yeah, yeah, we go, oh no, but we're great, really. We're the fifth biggest economy in the world, don't you know? yeah, we're doing great. And it's yeah. like, why would you make us look so bad? Why would you do that? Why would you vote for politicians like Boris Johnson, who seemed on a mission when he was foreign secretary to to insult every country in the world in alphabetical order?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> just it's, <what>? it's <laughs> I mean, the thing is is is, they i when they get uh described as sort of political vandals i think that's the best description of them is for them they're just fueled by ego they're like i'm the foreign secretary i'm the prime minister i get to stand here in a nice suit in my driven in in my ministerial car my grace and favor flat uh for them it's all about the ego i hope that it's not going to be the same if and when labor get in um but i think that's the core difference it's like you want somebody in those roles who is a representative of Britain, who goes overseas, humble, but, but tough and ready to make trade deals and ready to put us in our best light. Not somebody yeah. that's going to go over there and be like, "Yep, yeah, we're, we're the fucking, we're the bees knees and go fuck yourself if you like. And, and also here's an insult to your culture. And also like, <laughs> I'm going to lie to you. And yeah. oh, but did I tell you about the time that I broke international law? And you know, yeah. you, and yet these are the people who are cheered on by the people who wrote, who wave their flags all the time. It's yes, just exactly. puzzling.
0: They're the ones who go to the pub and say, My kids are great. Yeah. But when they're actually talking to their kids, they're like, uh, you're you you a bunch of useless bastards. Mm. I think like a lot of a lot of people in this country have children and they must fucking hate the maids. They must hate their own children. And that's so depressing. You know, it's like, oh, they left mean. me. They went I mean, they went lived in another city. They went and lived in Australia. And I'm like, yeah. there might have been a reason for that, mate.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well yeah, anyone that has I mean look, I've looked for jobs in Australia because you get you must get the same amount of abuse that I get in the comment sections where people go like, Oh yeah, you don't like it, why don't you fuck off? It's like A, you took well, away my right to You took away my right to do that, yeah. And B <laughs> It's like I'm trying. <laughs> I'm not so like look, I could have
0: lived in Australia, so I had an Australian partner for many years, and yeah. uh, I did. I uh, did stay in Australia for a long time, uh, as long as my visa would allow. And yeah, we discussed me moving there full time and settling down, starting a family, and all that. But I didn't mm. want to because of all the casual racism. And Do you I think Australia is more UK, racist? And there's all this casual racism that has been triggered by the Brexit referendum that empowered every single racist in this country. And I'm completely with Stuart Lee on this. Not everyone who voted for Brexit was a racist. Cunts also voted
1: for for Brexit. Well, I always say, like, not everyone that voted for Brexit was racist, Uh, but it would not have been a political success without the votes of racists. Um.
0: Well, I said at the time, have a look around you. Who's on your side? Every racist. Okay, well, that's it. Every neo-Nazi, every Nazi in the country, like who is a proud out-and-out Nazi, would have voted to leave. Why would you want them on your side? It's like Mm. going, yeah, guys, I'm with the murderers and the pedophiles. Yeah. (laughs) They're on my my team. They're my bros. They're my homies. And you're like, really? Really? This is who you want to stand up with? And I say the same thing to transphobes. You look at who supports transphobia in the United States and over here, and it's actual fucking Nazis. And you're yeah. like, I'm sure I'm on the right side of history on this because I'm not on the side that involves in any way, shape, or form actual fucking Nazis.
1: Yeah. But then it's like if you if you try to present that argument to people, they will say the same as they did with Gary Lineker. They'll say you are actually what you're doing there is you're, you're – uh, what's it Godwin's law? Like you're bringing this into a conversation about Nazis and Auschwitz and horrendous no, things. No, no, that we're I'm done. not
0: talking about Islamic Nazis. I'm talking about genuine today. Nazis. Yeah. Oh, I, like, agree. Hey, I agree. Hey, hey, I agree. I'm just saying want, like, I'm a Nazi.
1: The, like the <laughs> flack that you get or, or the way that it's dismissed, the method that they go to is to say yeah. like, Oh, you're being ridiculous. You know, it's all, why is it always about Nazis with you motherfuckers? Like, but it's like, yeah, you're right. Like if, if I was, if I was protesting for something, yeah. Uh, and then I looked to my left and my right over my shoulders and I saw that the other people that were protesting with me for this cause, like, were all fucking, like, skinheads and, you know, swastikas and fucking Farage posters and plaques and shit. Like, I would, there, I would, there would be some pause for thought there, Graham. Like, I, who, like, who are these people marching with me? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I'd run a fucking mile. No matter yeah. what it was. Do you know what, even if it was like
0: a movie that I really liked? And I found out that it was a beloved movie of a bunch of Nazis. I'd be like, yeah, I don't really want to do this anymore. Yeah. You'd, That's like, problem you reflect, had, like, madness. you'd be like, madness what does it say about me? band? Like getting like scar music from Jamaica. Absolutely. Fantastic. Absolutely. Love madness. But all their gigs is fucking bother boys and skinheads. And it's like, you do know this is music of black origin, don't you? Really? Mm. And and yet at the same time, you're massively racist. I, I yeah. just,
1: uh, these people are just, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do with the maze. But it's the same as like, so way back in the day, like Elvis Presley obviously took rock and roll music and exploded it into a white audience. He made Ooh, rock and roll music that was, <laughs> he, he made it sellable to middle America. Uh, yeah. And in, in a similar way, like he, there was also a lot. So you get like a lot of like white kind of teddy boys would go to his gigs. And then if like black kids went to them, they'd be like, this isn't for you. Fuck it. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. well, hang on a second. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. What do you think is going to happen to Rob though? Let's, let's bring this back full Ooh, circle. Let's go back to Rob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is gonna happen? Do you think he'll I think he'll make a comeback in about three months? What do you yeah, think? I think he will make a comeback in about three days. Like motherfucking Jesus, He's gonna come <laughs> back and say, Oh, I've done my penance.
0: You know, like that's uh, uh, Cruella Braverman. She was like, Yeah, I got sacked for like breaching the ministerial code, but that was like three days ago. Insane. I mean, come on. Do they give Nobel Prizes for attentive chemistry? I don't think so. Yeah. This is this is this is the caliber, this is the quality. Of the politicians we've got, 66 million people in this country. And this is who we've got running the place. And it's because we don't live in a meritocracy. We don't live in a in a country in which the people who are the best at doing stuff actually get to make decisions on what stuff should be done. Mm. And that's dep- that, that is the thing more than anything else that needs to change in our political system because it can't go on like this. I am sick of being told what to do. By these airheaded head boys and head girls of public school who just haven't got a clue what Mm. it's like in real life to be desperate for 20p to put in the meter to get the fucking heating on so you don't fucking freeze. People who are like, you know, oh, oh, it's okay. You know, don't call an ambulance. It'll take too long. I'll I'll, I'll just walk. (laughs) I'll just fucking, you know, (laughs) I'll just bleed in a taxi on the way. That's fine. Mustn't grumble. I'm like, yeah. we can't
1: go on like this. We can't. There needs to be some sort of lived experience to the people in positions of power and influence. And it's so I, like I cast my mind back to when I used to live in North London. I lived in a house or a flat share with two lads. Yeah. One of them worked at Citibank and he was on pretty good wedge. Uh, the other one worked at um, a big broadcaster in Leicester Square. And uh, he was, I think he was on OK Money but he also had family money behind him. Um, and then there was me. I was like <laughs> junior recruitment on like, like living in London, but on like 24 grand and I could just about pay my rent and I had accrued some debt. So I was paying that off. Oh my God. Um, things
0: I could do with 24 grand Jeez.
1: But like, Christ. Oh, come on, man. You've got your book. Uh, Yeah, my independently published book (laughs) cost
0: me cost me money to
1: write. Cost Um, me money to do the audio book. But like you, you will know the sort of lifestyle (laughs) that I'm talking about here when I say like, like living in a big city where it is expensive, and then being surrounded by people who live a certain lifestyle and command a certain income. And then you or me, in this case, I used to spend like my Saturdays. I would literally leave the house in Muswell Hill, and I would walk from Muswell Hill into Camden. And then back again, because that was literally all I could afford to do. Yeah. <laughs> like That was my like weekend activity. Um, and yep. then come back. I remember counting out all of the pennies in my like sort of, oh, you know, I've got some shrapnel. I'll just save that there. Counted out all the pennies for a like four pack of Fosters <laughs> in like the local corner shop. Brought them back. out. I was like, well, at least I've, you know, I've got some bit like that is <laughs> lived experience and worrying like where you're going to pay your next set of bills from, like how the fuck am I going to get through the next month? I don't think anyone that's in a position of power and influence now, or certainly not for the last decade, has any understanding of what that feels like. And I'm lucky, like I went to a good state school and university before I landed in that job. And I've now sort of, you know, retrained and things have got a bit easier. But, uh, but, oh, fuck, like that was a rough time, man. Um, No, I'm,
0: I'm still living it, mate. I'm 44. Yeah. I'm still living that life that you're just talking about. Yeah, my my jolly yesterday was walking into town in Durham and then walking back from town oh, in fuck. Durham.
1: I feel like a right arsehole now.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's it's because it is what it is. But I mean, I, I suppose I could have made different choices in life. But when we talk about how much things cost, have a guess at how much it cost me to go to every country in the world. Four years. Um,
1: 20 grand? I don't know.
0: 27 27 over four years i feel
1: better now now that i've guessed something correctly Uh. (laughs) 27 grand
0: i stayed at people's houses yeah i took public transport i just ate street food yeah just whatever i could get you know the cheapest food i could possibly get in any given situation
1: and uh there must be some people listening to this that will be like go a long way there must be some people listening to this that will be like well hang on a second okay sounds like you're struggling at the moment graham why don't you sell your fucking island (laughs) <laughs> well i was gonna
0: say because no one's gonna buy it because of fucking climate change thanks <laughs> climate change motherfuckers however yes um that is a possibility if if i ever get into the position in which i have dependence and i need actually money urgently yeah um, I've, I've got that as my backup so that that's not a problem <laughs> it and, and it's one of the reasons why i've got that sort of safety net um as far as i'm concerned at the moment and I want everyone to have that safety net. We have a system in which we have entrepreneurs who have loads of money to start with. Richard Branson, James Dyson, Tim Tim Martin, Rocco Forte, all went to private school, all born into money. Yeah, all amazing entrepreneurs. Of course they were, because if they fucked up their first 10, 20, 30 businesses, they could bounce back with their parents' money and keep going. Yeah. And it didn't matter if they made a bad business decision, they could keep going. The vast majority of us, if we fuck up once, that's it. We're yeah. out on the streets. We lose everything. But it's if, also if we've been paying a mortgage into our into our homes for 15 fucking years mm. and we miss a payment, the bank can take the house.
1: Yeah. But it's also like so just going back Obviously. to the entrepreneur stuff. So yes, they they have they can afford to make mistakes. Um, But they also have a whole fucking advisory piece to it where like the dad is already wealthy. The dad knows other people who are already wealthy and they're in a position to go, well, you want to buy a house by the time you're 23? Well, okay, here's how you do it. So you siphon off this money, you set up this shell company. You do like, like I remember having a conversation with my mum when I was like 16, 17. And she was like, we were talking about like me moving out at some point. And she was like, well, if I were you, I would get your ha- your name on the council flat list now. Because even at that point, it was like, you yeah. know, years to get on to get a council flat. And she was like, if you get on it now, you might just get a council flat by the time you get to like 23, 20 Like, that was her advice. That was her fucking like maternal, you know, caregiver. Yeah. Like, this, this is what's open to you. Here's your options. Like, you're never yeah. going to own a fucking house. So well, this, is,
0: this is why I want UBI. I want yeah.
1: everyone to have that safety net.
0: I want everyone mm. to think... I'm gonna give it a go. I'm gonna become yeah. an artist. I'm gonna become a musician. I'm gonna become an entrepreneur. And do you know what? If it fucks up, it doesn't matter yeah. because I can try again or I can employ I want that system, the mm. the Star Trek utopia which we could have. And this is the most frustrating thing. We have more money, more wealth in the world than at any point in history. But it's literally held in the ironclad grip of the top 0.1% of the people in this country. Uh, Sorry, people in this world. There's like a list of like 56 of the richest people in the world and they own more wealth, the 56 of them than literally half the world's population. Yeah. And this has got to end. I mean, I don't know how it ends, I, I've got some ideas, <laughs> <laughs> but we can't go on like this. Having incompetent idiots like Dominic Rob having so much power. This is the guy who fucked up over Afghanistan. He was on holiday. He was he was a foreign secretary. He was on holiday, and he was he, he was he was he told people he didn't want to be interrupted while he was fucking sunbathing. But it's horrible he's fucking. He's got
1: he's got high standards, <laughs>
0: and fuck him. He is a shitbag. <laughs> he is the world's worst cunt. He is a absolute dead set, one hundred percent cast iron, solid state cunt.
1: Yeah, I don't personally believe. And look, I'm not saying that this is fact. Lawyers who may be watching this, I'm not saying this is. I've not seen any I'm evidence it's to suggest fact. he's a con. There's no. There's. I've not seen anything to suggest that this <laughs> is true. It? But let's I am going to say let's this. Let's have the court case. Prove you're not a con, Bob. I'm just going to say I don't personally believe that he hasn't murdered anyone. I think he's probably murdered people. Um, probably.
0: Yeah. Imagine like Boris Johnson coming around to his house. He's like, oh, I think I'll just hide in the fridge now. And Dominic's like, no, no, not the fridge. <laughs> he opens it. Little
1: yeah. it's of human inside. On that note, Fingers Graham, livers. <laughs> uh, we've been shooting the shit for an hour. So uh, we're going to have to cut it there. But thank you so much for joining me tonight. Guys, if you want to go and check out Graham uh, on YouTube, go and uh, Google Labour Social. Yeah, it's a YouTube it's channel. YouTube.com like... um, forward slash at Labour Social. There you go. Uh, he's got like 20,000, 20, 21,000 subscribers, I think. 29,000, so. mate. Is it? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, as of today. Yeah, you need to get on the Patreon. <laughs> I'm like... on Patreon. Have you got? Oh, well, what it's it's patreon.com forward slash Labour Social. <laughs> I mean, look, all I'm going to say is, guys, jump on <laughs> Graham's Patreon. Help the guy out just until his next book comes out um or or he's forced to sell his fucking island or forced to sell my fucking island that would in a game show yeah (laughs) and that's that will be a a story a a series of questions for another episode um (laughs) until then uh oh actually i should probably mention my fucking patreon for a second so um my patreon uh we're having a meetup next friday uh so week today i will be in london meeting my patreons uh some somewhere in london probably drinking tequila again that's what happened last time and i ended up with quite a fucking thick head the next day but it was a good time it was nice to meet everyone if you want to get involved in that and the live shows and get the discord channel invite i pop in there every day we share memes we talk shit about tories etc etc you also get episodes of the podcast two days before the mere mortals the heathens of spotify (laughs) and apple podcast if you want to get involved in all of that jump on patreon.com forward slash aid thompson with an i n at the end uh i'm
0: <laughs> oh mate we need to do a podcast called the heathens of spotify
1: <laughs> oh fine i'm in uh anyway on that note uh i'm right i'm back That's next wednesday for the solo phrase. i'll be back next friday night for a guested one once again take care of yourselves we out this motherfucker